Do you hear that? No. Are you sure? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kylie. That's the sound of guests. Ooh. Can you hear them? They're in the living room. They're pacing around, talking to each other. They're getting your carpet dirty. Oh, not the carpet. Yeah. I always ask my guests to take off their shoes when they come in. Do you really? Yeah. We are one of those households. Wow. Although it, once it becomes like, once it gets over like four people, then I Then don't. everybody can just, it's a free-for-all. Yeah. Then the shoes come in. You want to know one little thing that uh, a little... I don't know, tip or trick that, that I saw that I really liked. Speaking of taking your shoes off, um, one of my former coworkers actually had like a huge bin of slippers at his door. And so while he requested that everybody take their shoes off, there were slippers that you could slip into and wear around the house so you didn't have to go, you know, barefoot or sock foot. Yes. It was kind of nice. I thought it was kind of a neat touch. That is nice. And honestly, it has crossed my mind. And I've always felt, I mean... It takes a type of person to ask someone to take their shoes off. Like, how often do you ask somebody to take a piece of their clothing off? <laughs> it's not that often. And I hope not. Like, the first thing when somebody comes into your house, you're like, take that off. So, right? I don't know. I don't. It's a little bold. I guess now I'll be known as that type of guy. Right. But unless you'd come over to my house before. You have, so I'm going to paint this picture a little bit in my head. A Grateful Dead poster on the wall, and you're asking me to take my shoes off. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> I was never really that into the Grateful Dead, but okay. like I said last episode, you did. I have had an, an empty room dedicated to a plank of wood at one point. <laughs> no shoes in no that shoes, room. Though. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, like I was saying, when the group becomes like four or more people, I typically don't even worry about the shoes. And recently, we had guests in our house for two nights, and there were six of them. That's um, a lot of people. Yep. Uh, they were all great, very kind and thoughtful men, and they're in a band, so they had band stuff that wow. they brought in with them. And they slept on the floor. They were gracious about like pulling out some camping mats and sleeping on the sofa and sleeping on the kitchen floor and the living room floor and the hallway floor. Whoa. And it was like ultimate entertaining for me. Yeah, that was nice of you to open your home to them. Well, I didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> okay. But I think that having that many guests sort of highlights like the extreme of entertaining or at least having that many guests in that small of a space highlights that extreme of entertaining where you can be a grumpy host and have grumpy guests and that doesn't change the fact that you're all still forced to be together you can have good times when you're hanging out um, with that many people but like when you get into day two um, you start to feel the friction and I think for me that highlights a big part of what entertaining is all about it's making people feel at home in your own space. Even if it's just for a day or overnight, I think being in someone's home is just kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it totally can be. And I think, you know, this topic is very timely in that the holidays are coming up. So there's going to be lots of people either at your house or you being a guest and going to somebody else's house, maybe just for a nice dinner, maybe for an extended period of time. So I think um, we've got some great tips today to uh, just kind of talk about, you know, what it means to be a good host. Yeah. 
and the guests, it's a free-for-all, you know? Just do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, Show on the up. other hand. <laughs> yeah, make sure you walk through a bunch of mud and leaves before you go in the house and just charge right in there. If it was your house, though, wouldn't <laughs> matter. Those shoes come off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, let's examine, like, two of those scenarios. We have the guests who come over for the day and we have the guests who come over and stay overnight so say i'm having guests over to have dinner maybe watch a football game something like that i know there's different considerations yeah i think you know when you started out you kind of nailed it on the head and that's you really want people who are coming into your space for any extended period of time to feel really comfortable there um you know, you want them to feel like they belong, like you are glad that they are there, and that they're welcome in your home. So there's a couple of things that I, I would consider. You know, obviously your home is set up for you, your family, whomever else lives there, and how you guys use it. When guests come into the picture, it's a little bit of a different scenario. So it's something that you you should consider. So the first thing that that I would consider is what are you going to be doing? Are you going to be, you know, like you said, Jason, watching the game? Are you having a dinner? So where are all these people going to go and where are all of these people going to sit? Think about my own space and I have um, sort of a, a smaller sectional sofa, which is great and it can seat, you know, a number of people, but do five people want to be jammed on a sectional sofa all sitting together while let's say watching a football game? Yeah, I know. I That's so funny because those sectional sofas are like designed to look comfortable and there's nothing worse than being stuck on one with five other people <laughs> and you're like supposed to be comfortable but mm -hmm. you're like what is going on here like i'm so uncomfortable and that's totally it like, exactly you're just like in your little sofa compartment right and so i i'm actually i have a new chair arriving friday that i'm super excited about but i envision that chair you know one, adding a little bit of symmetry this, to the space, but two, if we do have people over and we're watching TV, somebody can sit in that chair so we're not all sitting on top of each other on the sofa. So I guess, you know, think about where everybody's going to be, how people are going to move in and out of the space, what are they going to be doing, and kind of try to, you know, work your room, pull in other pieces, maybe additional seating from other places if you need to. Another thing that often... I probably overlook it as a host is like giving people, even day visitors, a place to keep some of their stuff while they're there. Like I tend to keep like my wallet and my keys and my cell phone and everything just in my pockets. And it's kind of nice when there's a sort of private place that I know that I can like set down one or two of those different items. But well, think, think about things like, um, you know, usually people have a front closet or front entryway. You know, you see these beautiful entryways with, you know, great console table and art and things like that. But those are also functional, too. Um, you know, if people have things that they want to get rid of um, or, you know, set down while they're at your home for the time, you know, put them in the console, have little bowls for their keys. Um, usually there's a front closet, so offer to take their coat or put some of those things in the closet. So use some of the spaces that you also use to help them feel more comfortable. That makes sense. Okay. So what about, I mean, eating is a very personal thing. I know that sitting down at somebody's table and sharing a meal with them is one of the great components of hosting or being a guest. And I think what we think about a lot is how to 
sort of combine the elements of design, like the stuff that we think is beautiful with the, the function of space. And I think that really comes together when we're talking about table settings and things like that. Um, I think even having like a particular scheme in mind or I don't know, a feeling in mind for the way that you've styled the table for guests can really help set that mood. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, there's a couple of things to consider. One is what is the event or what is the reason that you guys are all having dinner together? Are you maybe, let's say, meeting your significant other's parents for the first time? Or is it a girl's dinner? So think about the formality level. Think about you know how many people are going to be there. And then, yeah, definitely come up with, I think, just like you said, some sort of kind of theme. Um, my mother-in-law actually does a great job of having a theme at her table every every you know large dinner that we get together uh-huh she, what, what was the last one so the last one well the last one was probably pumpkin day so cool. it's obviously she, she has this great centerpiece it's very you wait know, when you say pumpkin day do you yes. mean halloween no there's an actual well, pumpkin day there's yes so she grows pumpkins and then we all get to come up and pick out our own pumpkin and we usually do some crafts oh, and that awesome. kind of stuff it is it's a lot of fun so she usually does sort of a fall themed um, tablescape and she'll have a you know a fall tablecloth in the center she always has a long wooden box with all sorts of really great you know let's say pretty um, pumpkins and leaves and candles and those kinds of things um, you know we've done everything from a Harry Potter party to Christmas to you name it and she always just really puts together a good theme and it kind of really sets the mood of of what's going to happen at that dinner I guess I love that yeah. sounds like a great host very another thing is the table itself so think about how you're setting the table what you need to put on the table and how you want it to look when we're not at our table, which is actually quite a bit of the time, I have these wooden vases that are actually pretty tall. So they look nice, but they're not functional when everybody's sitting at the table. So you have to take them off, you know, hide them in a closet, put them somewhere else. So think about your table in terms of, you know, one, do you want to have all the food on the table? Two, do you want it to be maybe mostly decor and, and kind of more fun stuff? And maybe you have a buffet or counter nearby where you can keep the food. Um, you know, how are people going to eat the food? Are you going to pass around, you know, the bowls or trays of things? Or will everybody go serve themselves? So there's a bunch of different things that you, you kind of need to think about um, and plan for as you're getting ready to have people over for a meal. What about candles? How do you feel about candles on a table setting? I feel great about candles on a table setting. Um, you know, obviously, if you're if you have, let's say, more than two people, and it's not a nice romantic candlelight dinner, maybe get uh, lower candles, so tea lights or things like that. Okay, so we've had our day visitors, and they love us, obviously. What about overnighters? That's sort of like for me the trickiest type of guest to have in your space, but also. It can be the most rewarding type of guest because you really get to bond and you get to like hang out together for a long time, yeah. basically. But I think that brings the added element of designing uh, a very private space for that guest where they can really feel at home in your space. Yes, I, to I totally agree. It can be stressful, but also fun to be um, a host. And sometimes they show up at the last minute, which can be a little bit more stressful. Yeah. But 
I actually have a funny story of a recent overnight guest that we had. We were actually going to be out of town for the weekend, and one of my husband's friends wanted to um, stay at our place for the weekend. He was in from out of town, and unfortunately, we were out of town. So we said, yeah, sure, absolutely, stay, stay at our place. So something that I like to do for guests is provide them with things that either one, they might forget, or two, that make them feel a little bit more homey. So if you think of things that a hotel would have, you know, toothpaste, shampoo and conditioner, towels, whatever it might be, just things that, you know, they don't have to come and ask you for them. Like, hey, where's your towels? Can I have a towel? Like, make sure that they have everything there ready for them. So I usually set out some things on the bed in the guest room for for guests. And same with, with when this friend came and stayed, except I grabbed a towel from what I thought was the clean clothes pile and it turns out it was the dirty clothes (laughs) and he was very sweet and didn't say anything but that was a little bit of a a house guest mishap yeah (laughs) but so you can do that by being better prepared like i wasn't i can't help but think of you kylie uh in a hotel room like before i don't know before you can yourself use some of the little packaged soaps sort of squirreling them away into Mm -hmm. your luggage for the next house guests oh yes absolutely (laughs) so this was actually a little tip that i got on pinterest um i made these really pretty jars so i just i actually grabbed pickle jars after we were done spray painted the tops and then glued a pretty uh, crystal knob onto the top of it Mm -hmm. and in those jars i put a bunch of things just like you said that that i have stolen from hotels so the little mini soaps the little mini shampoo and conditioners and lotions and put them all in their separate canisters so that you know if the house guests let's say forget their lotion or something they can just reach into one of those and and have something to use so yeah I think it's definitely sort of anticipating what their needs might be um, so that they don't have to actually ask you for anything I think that's a really great consideration because you don't go to somebody's house and stay as a guest and sort of cease to be who you are you know you still need some especially if you're staying overnight you might still need like some downtime to sit and relax by yourself catch up on the book you've been reading or respond to emails yeah, I you know think I mean? it definitely goes back to the thought of anticipating their needs, right? What what kinds of things are they going to need to do while they're there? Are they going to have to do some work? Are they just going to kind of want to chill out by themselves, read a book? So I think those are great ways that you can kind of consider what you would want to put into that space, you know, besides just somewhere to lie their heads. Sure. Think about those other things that kind of help the space feel a little bit more comfortable and like home to them. Yeah. So other than like the obviously functional pieces, um, like storage and a desk and seating and all that stuff, are there some more, I don't know, less obvious stylistic choices? Like, is there a particular type of color palette you wouldn't want to use? Or perhaps, I don't know, a type of art you don't want to decorate with in a guest room? Well, I think in general keeping it you know it's still your home so you still want it to reflect your style and you know who it is that lives there but also consider that there is going to be any sort of random people coming in and out of that room so one thing I would say is definitely keep it more gender neutral 
I'm thinking back to my guest room now, and I have blues and pinks in the room. So I guess it technically, you know, works for both men and women, but isn't necessarily, you know, more neutral. So I think keeping the space a little bit more open for any type of personality that might come into the room. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I have stayed in some guest rooms that like double as a family's office. So Mm. there might be like somebody's computer in there, which is totally cool. But then there would be like a gallery wall dedicated to like family photos, which can be a beautiful thing. But I'm thinking of like one scenario in which I felt a little bit like an intruder. Sure. I mean, I think it's great that they want to share their family memories with me, but at the same time, I don't know if I would classify it as oversharing, but it's like, maybe they should have a picture of me in there, you know? <laughs> they could have taken one out and just put one of you in. Yes. <laughs> no, I, to- I totally agree. I think that's sort of an example of, you know, a space where it was a functional space for them and an afterthought as a guest room. And I totally understand not everybody has enough room to have you know, one room specific for guests. But if you do have guests often, you know, really consider who who is potentially going to be staying there and make sure that it's a space that you can create for somebody else and isn't, you know, a functional space of your own that you happen to toss somebody into. I think that'll make whomever's staying with you much more comfortable. I think you are so right. I don't know what the most important thing about hosting people is. I don't know if I've ever done it totally correctly. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, there are some people who really go above and beyond. One of my favorite experiences was staying with a friend and in the room there was a pitcher and two glasses in case we wanted to bring water into the space. There was extra blankets. There were even like chocolates on the pillow. There were towels in the room for us. And so it just, it really felt like they they were happy that we were staying with them and they kind of went above and beyond to make us feel um, special and welcome in their space. See, that's what I want to strive for, is the, those types of considerations, I think. I agree. Um, like I said, I had six guests recently, and it probably wouldn't have mattered if there was just one of them, because I don't even have a guest room. <laughs> I, have, I have a sofa and a coffee table. I guess I could put a pitcher of water on there for somebody. That would be kind of weird, though. Hey, I got you a pitcher of water. I'm just going to put it right here by the sofa. I'm not there yet. I'll get there someday. You will. We just gave you all sorts of tips and tricks. You'll be there in no time. You're right. You did. Kylie, thank you for those decorating tips. I think that everybody keeps one or two of those in mind as the holiday season approaches and you start having more guests. I think there's some really valuable advice there. So thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to learn more about Havenly or see some of the tips that we mentioned in today's post, head over to our blog and look for this episode of the podcast. Always feel free to say hello on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or I mean anywhere else. You can just email us directly. Go for it. Thanks for listening. Bye.